Welcome to Victory Today. I am so pleased that you've joined us because we are talking right now about some incredibly important stuff. And this is going to help you to flourish in every area of your life. It's going to enable you to step out each day confident in God, filled with His Word, and endowed with His power. And I want that for you. And all of that happens, friend, when you get a revelation of who you are in Him, what is made available to you, and how to receive those gifts of grace by faith and enjoy them on a daily basis. And we've been saying recently that a vital key to the victorious Christian life is a proper understanding of the relationship between spirit, soul, and body. And right now, we're looking at what the Word of God says about our natural physical bodies as opposed to what many in the world believe. And so last time, we talked about the fact that when you recognize that your body is simply the house that you live in, it changes the way that you see everything. I mean, if your physical body is nothing more than the tent that you live in, then when your heart stops beating, it's not the end, right? It simply means that you're moving out, that you're upgrading, you're moving to a far better house. Well, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 1 explains that when he says this. He says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent of ours, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. In other words, he's saying we don't need to be concerned about getting older or our bodies wearing out and eventually shutting down. Why? Well, because when this old tent that we're currently living in has come to the end of its usefulness, we'll get a brand new house, a house made by God that's going to last for eternity. See, when you get a revelation of that and you realize that you are not your body, And you aren't supposed to be a slave to your body's desires and emotions and issues. Man, there is a freedom that comes and an understanding that you really can live from your spirit, man, and not be dictated to by your flesh. Another benefit is that when you realize that your body is simply the house that you live in right now, it removes the fear of death. It gives you a confidence to step out and be bold and overcome adversity and keep on running your race until you've finished your course. But if you don't know that you are a spirit living in a body, that fear of death will keep you in bondage. It'll cause you to shrink back and be enslaved by fear. But as I told you last time, as believers, we never, ever need to be afraid of death. You know, I wrote a book about overcoming fear and anxiety called Fearless after reading probably 50 or 60 books on the subject. I got all of the most common books from prominent psychologists, counselors, neuroscientists. I read all of the Christian books on the subject of overcoming fear that I could. And there was some great stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. But I wrote this book, which is called Fearless, Freedom from Fear in an Anxious World, because so much of what's out there embraces this idea that fear is in some way okay. 
that a little bit of fear won't hurt you, how fear can become your friend. I read that so many times, how we should just embrace fear. We need to learn to live with our anxieties and fears and just expect that that's an ordinary part of life. Friend, no, that is not what the Bible teaches. When we look into the Word of God, we discover that fear is the number one tool of the enemy. It's designed to bring you undone. And I don't need to tell you that we're living in a day and an age where fear is in epidemic proportions today. I mean, people are just being paralyzed right now by fear. But that shouldn't be, okay? If you are a believer, you, friend, ought to be able to say like David did in Psalm 34:4, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. That's what I want for you, friend. I want you to be 100% fearless. And that is a promise of God, that you can live each day without anxiety and fear. So please, if you haven't already, go to newboldministries.com. Get that book, Fearless. And hey, while you're at it, bless someone else with a copy. Because how many of us know there are so many people right now who are being brought undone by fear? And one of the biggest fears that believers struggle with is the fear of death. But when you understand what I'm teaching right now, you will never be afraid of death again. I love the way that Keith Moore puts it. He says, in that moment when your heart stops beating, you will come out of your body like a hand comes out of a glove or like a foot comes out of a shoe. Isn't that great? That's nothing to be afraid of. That's nothing to dread. No, you're going to slip out of your body in that moment, friend, like you do taking off a jacket. And maybe you'll look down and you'll see that old house that you used to live in lying there on the floor. And it'll take you a few moments to grasp what's just happened. I mean, if you've heard testimonies from believers whose hearts stopped beating, you would have heard them say things like this. They say, well, I didn't feel anything. There wasn't any pain. You know, many times in their testimony, they didn't even recognize for a few moments what had happened because everything felt exactly the same as it has before they took their last breath. And you know, that shouldn't surprise us, friends, because even after your heart stops beating, you are going to be just as alive and vital and conscious as you've ever been. Why? Because you are a spirit. Amen? You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. But that takes some mind renewal to understand that, right? It takes some attention to the Word of God to change our thinking about this because you and I, friend, have grown up in a world that believes that the physical and what we engage in through our senses, well, that is reality and everything else out there is just conjecture. It's just fantasy. We've grown up in a world that says that you and I are really nothing more than a bunch of cells, a a string of DNA, some electrical impulses going through our brain, and that the life that we have right here, right now, well, that's all that there is. So we better make the most of it. And as a society, it's gone more and more down the path of humanism and secularism. It's rejected the word of God and any kind of objective truth. And as that's happened, the emphasis on the body, 
the emphasis on the physical, the emphasis on what we can see and touch and taste, what we can feel, our feelings, and the promotion of all of those things has become stronger and stronger and stronger. And that is why there's a growing movement today that believes that through advances in technology and medicine, it won't be long before we'll be able to engineer a more advanced, a more improved kind of a human, you know, human 2.0, and that that new improved human will have superhuman strength. They will never get sick, or if they do, they'll be genetically engineered to self-heal. And through artificial intelligence and the integration of technology into the human body, there's going to be this ongoing improvement, this upgrading all the time of the physical body and the brain until ultimately the line between technology and biology completely blurs. You might have heard people talk about that. That's what they refer to as transhumanism. It's something that's getting a lot of attention right now. And experts in every field of medicine, science, technology, they are pouring billions of dollars into research into that. They want to develop that. They want to achieve that. But what I want you to see is that at the heart of that push is the idea that we as humans have got to the place where we are so smart and so technologically capable and so creative and amazing that we can solve all of our own problems, that we can fix everything that's broken in the world, and we can be our own gods. Can you see that? I'm saying that when you deny the existence of God and you start to believe in your own press, you start to believe how wonderful you are and how ingenious you are, it is just a small step before you start to believe that you are your own God. See, once you deny the spiritual and you fall for the lie that the physical is all there is, you're going to do all that you can to prolong this life, right? To, to upgrade your body and your mind, to entertain and satisfy the cravings of the flesh. And that is where we are as a society right now. It's why people are so obsessed with their physical appearance. It's why feelings and emotions have become people's standard of truth today. It's why as a society, we are the most self-focused, self-obsessed and image-conscious in human history. Because it is all about the here and the now. It's all about the body. It's all about our feelings and how we happen to feel today. And because we see those humanistic values reflected constantly in movies and TV shows and Instagram posts and sung about in songs and taught in our schools and promoted and endorsed by the influences in society, what happens is believers tend to adopt those same kind of values. And as a result, they have no idea that so many of the decisions that they are making day to day and the way that they're responding to things is not according to the leading of the spirit. It's in response to whatever their physical senses are telling them. And what does it look like when you allow your body to be in charge like that? What does it look like when you are led not by the spirit or the word of God, but by your feelings, your emotions, your physical sensations, what your body is telling you? Friend, it looks like being led by the flesh. 
That is what the Bible calls living according to the flesh, according to carnality. It's when you allow your body or your senses to run the show and to determine what decisions you make, what you think about, what actions you take. So, for example, if you are body conscious or body led, or we could say led by your head, your mind, right, rather than spirit led, well, the word of God can declare that you're healed. But you're not going to receive that. You're not going to believe for that. You're not going to act upon that. Why not? Well, because your body is telling you something different, right? Your body is telling you you're not healed. Your symptoms are telling you that you're sick. And then your emotions, well, they're going to come alongside and reinforce that. And so what do you do? Well, typically what people do is they go to Google for confirmation. They go to WebMD and they look up all the symptoms and pretty soon their minds are filled with all kinds of thoughts about what they've got and what the treatments are and what they should take in order to deal with that and on and on and on. Now, if that's our response as believers, it doesn't mean that we won't pray about the situation. It doesn't mean that we don't want God to take it away. But can you see that if you are all the time being led by your body, by your natural mind, by your physical senses, you are going to have a very difficult time accepting what the Word of God says. You're going to struggle with the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because all of the natural signals that you're used to responding to are telling you something contrary. Friends, the reason that we're talking about this is because being body conscious and allowing your feelings, your emotions, your senses to dictate what to do in any given situation is a major stumbling block to receiving the promises of God in your life, to living in victory. And that is because your natural mind, until it's transformed, until it bows its knee to the Word of God, it just can't comprehend how the Word can declare something that appears to be completely contrary to every natural, physical, emotional message that you're receiving in your body. Now, I just said a whole lot, and I need to clarify something here. I am not saying for a moment that your body isn't amazing, that you ought to in some way devalue your physical body. No, the Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So we're not talking about devaluing our body, but what we are saying is that we are never going to walk in victory while we are body conscious, while we are led by natural reasoning while we're a slave to our senses. You know, I heard someone say one time, your body is your earth suit. I like that because when you go into space, a space suit is pretty essential, right? I mean, if you go into space and you decide to go for a space walk without your space suit, the consequences would be pretty severe. Well, you need a space suit to live in space, just like you need your earth suit to live down here on earth. So let's understand today, our bodies are important and we're supposed to care for our physical bodies. We're supposed to honor God with them. But as believers, we are not supposed to be led by them. Amen? Our bodies are not supposed to dictate to us what's right and what's wrong. No, we are supposed to be led by the Spirit. 
Amen. We are supposed to believe and act on the word of God, even when it contradicts what our bodies are telling us. Friend, I'm saying today that one of the most powerful things you can do to start experiencing victory on a daily basis is to dethrone the flesh, to refuse to continue to allow your feelings, your senses, your natural mind to call the shots and instead make the decision today, friend, that you're going to be led by the Spirit and that you will act upon what the Word of God says regardless of how you feel, how you're thinking, what your emotions are telling you because as you do that, as you make that commitment to dethroning self, as you crucify the flesh, you remove Remove its dominance and control from your life. What happens is your spirit begins to rise up and it is being led by the Holy Spirit. And now your faith to believe God for that turnaround is going to grow in spite of what you see, in spite of what you're, he- you're hearing or feeling. And you will start to develop, friend, a kind of boldness, a tenacity, a confidence in God and his word to hold on to that promise, to believe it, to receive it into your life. And pretty soon, I've seen this a million times, pretty soon you're going to experience the manifestation of what you've believed. Now, obviously, that is a process, okay? For those of us who've lived our entire lives being led by our physical senses and allowing our body and our minds and our feelings to call the shots, it will be making decisions on the basis of reason, on human intellect, rather than being led by the Spirit. We are going to realize that this is going to take some time. It is going to take some time before we become immovable on a promise from God when everything in the natural is telling us something different from that. That takes time. That's why we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. That just means we bring our mind under the control of the Holy Spirit, of our spirit, of our renewed spirit. We change from the inside out and that takes time. And I've found that even after you've grown in this area and you've become more attuned to being led by the Spirit and denying the flesh, man, there are still things every single day that will come against you where your natural mind or your flesh will want to rebel against what the Word says and it will want to take charge. Or you want to dwell on something in your mind that's causing you problems, even though you know what the Word of God says about it, especially if it's a physical issue, it, it will just push you for your attention. But I want to encourage you today, friend, that you can get to the place where, like the Apostle Paul, you can say, none of these things move me. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care that my body is telling me this or that. I refuse to be moved by those things because I'm not led by my body. I am led by the Spirit of God and I believe what the Word says. Well, I trust that that's encouraged you today. Don't be moved by how you feel. Don't be moved by what you see. You purpose to be moved only by what the Word says. And if you do that, friend, you will experience victory every single time. 
Hey, if you're enjoying the Victory Today podcast, don't forget to subscribe so you'll always know when there's a new episode. And while you're at it, leave us a review or a five-star rating. That really helps others to find this podcast. Share this message with your friend. Get everyone that you know in your world to listen to it. And if you would like to help get more of these faith-activating messages out there, you can partner with us. You can sow into this ministry. You can commit to praying for us. We so value that. Whatever it is that you feel Holy Spirit is leading you to do to join with us, you can find out how to do that at newboldministries.com. Well, you go out and have an awesome week. Make sure that you're a blessing to someone today and we'll talk again real soon.